0: Hey guys, today on the Student Influencers Podcast, we're joined by Joanne. Joanne is an accounting student living in Buffalo, New York. Joanne discusses the ups and downs of university life and the life lesson she has learned along the way. We talk about culture, getting involved in campus activities, time management, and a lot more. Join me, Kath and Joanne on Episode 8 of the Student Influencers Podcast. Hi everyone and welcome back to the show. My name is Kath and today we have Joanne with us. Hi Joanne, nice to meet you and welcome to the show. Hi, um, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for making the time. I know you're super busy, so I'm so happy that you were able to make the time to chat with us today. Oh, well, um thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So we talked a little bit um, before um, about where you're currently living, um, but can you share with with us where, you, where you're living at the moment? Oh, well, um, I'm currently living in New York City,
1: and mm-hmm. well, I used to live in Canada, but I moved to New York City when I was in the seventh grade.
0: Oh, okay. So you, did you grow up in Canada? Yep. And where whereabouts were you living when you uh, when you were growing up? Um Markham, Ontario. Okay. And so your family decided to move to New York. Um, yeah, was there a certain reason for that?
1: Um, just my dad's job because he used to um, just travel back and forth between New York City and Canada. and it was mm-hmm. it was kind of tough on him, I
0: guess, because he did drive every time. Wow, yeah. That's a long drive from from Ontario to New York. Yeah. Wow. So then you guys decided to make the switch and and go to New York. Yep. And do do you like living in the States? Um, yeah, at first I didn't really like it because Mm -hmm. I just
1: felt like everything where I lived was just so convenient. And in the States, it was a lot more crowded. Mm hmm. But now I would say that I do like living in New York City because it's more convenient than I thought. I guess like um, as I got older, um, I could have more freedom to go out and I wouldn't have to go everywhere with my parents. So it's not right. bad.
0: So you could kind of explore things a little bit yeah, more. Um, and so are you currently in university or college, Joanne? Yeah. I am. Yeah, And what, what university or college are you going to? Um, I go to university at Buffalo. Oh, okay. And what are you studying? Oh, I'm studying accounting. Oh, wow. Um, and so is that your, that's your major or? Yeah, that's my major. Cool. And so what year are you in? Um,
1: I just finished my sophomore year, so I'm going to be a junior in September. Well,
0: August, end of August. Nice. So that you start there, you start at the end of August. Yeah. Okay. And so how how are you enjoying it so far? Are you liking it? Yeah. I joined a lot of clubs
1: when I first started um, college mm-hmm. because in high school I wasn't involved in any way. And I kind of felt a little left out in high school because I mm-hmm. didn't have as many similar extracurriculars as my friends and so it's pretty fun because I do so much at school and I made a lot of friends through the clubs that I'm in. So what
0: um what which clubs are you involved in?
1: Um I'm mainly involved in the Asian clubs they're like Mm -hmm. um say the Hong Kong Student Association, which I'm on the executive board for. There's cool. the Malaysian Student Association, Korean, Vietnamese, Thai, Taiwanese. Wow. There's just a lot of them.
0: That's a lot. Like yeah. all just based in the university. Yeah. and there's, That's really cool. Oh, yeah. And there's like others for
1: European countries, Latin American countries and things like that. It's just usually set up by the international students Mm -hmm. trying to find more international students and somehow along the way the eight um the American students kind of found their way into the clubs because it's really nice learning more about
0: my own culture and other cultures. Right that is very cool so have you learned so what um so I guess how do you identify in terms of your culture and what have you learned from being involved in those clubs? Well, I'm Chinese, but Mm -hmm. my
1: mom's side of the family is from Hong Kong and my dad's side of the family lived in Hong Kong for a while. So I heavily identify with like the Hong Kong side of my family because we do speak Cantonese from time to time and I went to Hong Kong once before. It was super fun. I want to go back.
0: I can only imagine. Yeah. It must have been really cool. And um I guess what I got
1: from my entire club experience so far is that despite the language barriers that there are and everything, like mm-hmm. everyone has their own culture and If you give them like a chance to share it with you and if you have a chance to share your culture with them, it's honestly like so amazing and you can find out that there are so many similarities too within like these cultures and everything and I don't know, I just, I just found it to be really fun to learn about, um, my friends' cultures, because I've never had Malaysian friends or Singaporean friends before college. And, Mm -hmm. well, a lot of them graduated this year, actually, but...
0: Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Oh,
1: But, I don't know, it was really fun getting to know them and everything, and the bonding time is something that I definitely won't ever forget.
0: That's really amazing. And I feel like it's such a good kind of intentional way of um, creating community on the campus. And so can you tell me about like, do you do different activities or do you just kind of get together and chat with each other or how does that work? Oh, So um, there are actually requirements for these uh, clubs to
1: be on campus. And okay. we follow a 222 rule, which means that mm-hmm. we have to do at least two informational meetings, two events, um, and we have to do two community service or participation okay. events for the school. And so through these meetings, say the um, informational meetings,
0: mm-hmm.
1: As someone who is in um, the Hong Kong Student Association, we would do um, informational meetings on our culture or the different kinds of food that you can find in Hong Kong. And Mm -hmm. um, events, we generally would collaborate with other clubs with similar cultures or say if there's a holiday coming up an Asian holiday coming up, we'll collaborate and make a whole big event.
0: Right. that's really cool. Yeah. Um, So you kind of piqued my interest when you said about the food. Um, Do you you have any examples of some of the food that you might find in Hong Kong? Well, um, the kinds of food in Hong Kong are kind of
1: like mainly street food and then... Mm -hmm you i would say that hong kong cultural food would mm-hmm. really just be a fusion of food from of like european foods and chinese foods because right. of the whole thing where great britain took over <laughs> right yeah absolutely yeah and so um for like the chinese side one of my favorites is curry fish ball And the curry isn't, like, a very thick curry. Generally, Mm -hmm. it's a little more runny. And the fish balls are, like, fried fish balls. And when they're, like, I personally think the dish is just so good because um, fish balls are generally one of my most favorite, like, um, things to add to say noodle soups or oh yeah yeah and and things like that I don't know and like just on its own and then with like its own sauce is just so good
0: it sounds so good so do you do a lot of cooking yourself
1: oh yeah I generally do most of the cooking
0: at home really um like for my club oh for your club that's awesome oh cool Where did you learn to cook?
1: Um, honestly, just YouTube videos.
0: (laughs) Really? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. When I'm at home,
1: I don't really watch my mom cook.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But when I... I like to watch cooking YouTube videos for some reason. It's weird.
0: I feel like it would be, I've never watched them, but I feel like it would be very, like, relaxing almost. Yeah, they have, um, there are ASMR
1: cooking and baking channels. Oh, okay, yeah. And they're so relaxing to watch, and usually they're really aesthetically Mm -hmm. nice to look at. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's some of the videos, it's some of my most favorite videos to watch on
0: YouTube and so is are they the ones that you watch are they mostly like Asian cuisine or Chinese cuisine would you say um, I like to watch honestly anything if yeah. if the end product it looks
1: really good I'll watch it mm-hmm.
0: yeah oh I'm getting hungry now just talking about <laughs> <Yes. this. laughs> the fish balls sound so good so how do you make those um, so you could actually buy fish balls like the fried fish balls
1: um mm. Prepackaged at a oh. Asian supermarket, yeah, and then right. there are three types of curry that I use, mm-hmm. and you wow. would need baking powder, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: can't, wow. I can't really remember. Uh, the last time I made it was a couple months ago, but um, you would basically add water, the curries to taste, and the mm-hmm. baking powder to the um, to a pot and mm-hmm. just mix it together, bring it to a boil. And then in a separate pot, you would boil the fried fish balls so then they're reheated and they right. can soak up the sauces. And mm-hmm. after the fried fish balls are boiled, because they soak up the water first,
0: mm-hmm. they
1: kind of um, become very swollen and enlarged and right. then um, I would set it aside so then the water slowly comes out of the fish balls and then I would add it to the sauce oh. and like reboil it
0: oh, okay so then you you cook it again to yeah. kind of reheat it oh, yeah wow. and like let that it sounds... soak up everything Oh, that sounds amazing. So I bet you your club really loves when you do the cooking. Yeah,
1: I didn't really (laughs) cook as many curry fish balls last semester as I did um, my fall semester. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people um, complained to me and asked me. I was going to say. um, I was (laughs) was going to make them. But since last semester was a really busy semester for me, I Mm -hmm. didn't really cook as much.
0: Okay, so you were a little bit away from it because you were more focused on school. Yeah. Okay, so I guess moving away from the food, even though I want (laughs) to keep talking about it, I feel like we could talk about it the whole time. Um, So I guess that kind of brings up this idea of, um, and that we've talked a lot about on the show, is how do you find managing like your time in your clubs, and then um, your study time and having a social life. Um, How do you find that uh, being a student? And what are some strategies that you've found helpful?
1: Well, I when I first went into college, I had a really Mm -hmm. tough time managing my time. And I ended up doing a lot of things that you shouldn't do, like not going to class. (laughs) Yep. like I, for some reason, thought that I could really wake up for a nine o'clock class and finish at around um twelve and then have mm-hmm. evening classes from five to seven, right, And that was such a big mistake because i I'm personally not really someone who sleeps very early, so right. I lived in a single dorm for a semester, Mm -hmm. and I would sleep so late. I would sleep at around 4 in the morning, Mm -hmm. 5 in the morning. Wow, really? Yeah, because I just (laughs) completely lost track of time because Mm -hmm. I'd just be watching YouTube videos or Netflix, and I wouldn't go to sleep until I felt tired. Mm -hmm. And there was Mm -hmm. no one there to tell me to go to sleep. And so... I ended up not going to class. I joined Hong Kong Student Association my first semester of freshman year, and Mm -hmm. all I did was just go to our club meetings where we would plan things, but then when it came to the actual events, Mm -hmm. I didn't have time to go because I actually had class from 5 to 7, and then My club meetings were from 6 to 8, so I couldn't really go. Yeah, so I never went to my morning classes. Then I would go to just my evening classes. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: then I made more friends, and I ended up not going to any of my evening classes either. Right. So I actually began college with a 2.9 GPA because I just didn't go to class. Right, and I had no idea what was going on, and I knew mm. I had to fix that because I didn't want a two point nine. And I know mm. that if I knew that if I did study and if I did go to class, I would have done better because there's only things that you learn during class that might not be in the powerpoints or the notes that the professor puts up. Absolutely, yeah, and. Mm. Like, if I have any questions, I can ask the professor if it's a small class or I could ask the professor after class. But I ended Mm -hmm. up just studying right before a test. And if I had questions, I didn't want to ask a professor because I didn't want the professor to be like, "No, oh, why didn't you ask me this when we were learning it? Right. Yeah. Right. And so I decided to really change this. Um my second semester and I started to go to class a little more Mm -hmm. I chose classes that were that started at 12 Mm -hmm. and I didn't do any more morning classes and um Uh. I really tried to stay on top of my work but then I started to focus on the club stuff a little too much and so okay. it was kind of like an imbalance for a year, and mm-hmm. this past year, fall semester, I chose classes that would start at eleven, mm-hmm. and then I would end at around two, three. Right. Yeah. So then I had time for club, club stuff, mm. and you I could do
0: it in the evening. Yeah,
1: and um. I also chose a schedule where I could wake up in the morning.
0: Right. Yeah. And And so how yeah. did Oh sorry, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Um, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just gonna ask about how did you kind of get back on schedule with your sleeping? Um
1: because I lived in a single, it was really hard for me to fix my sleeping schedule. Mm-hmm. But um I actually started rooming with one of my friends
0: sophomore year, Mm -hmm.
1: and then that's when I would go to sleep earlier because she would sleep at a certain time, and then I didn't want to be awake and bother her, so I would go to sleep too.
0: Okay, so it kind of got you back on track. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So it sounds like, you know, you had some struggles at first, but it was almost like you didn't, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you didn't know almost what to expect when you were in university. Like yeah. you planned, your, you picked courses that weren't really conducive to your lifestyle yeah. and you didn't know, you didn't know, you lost track of time because you stayed up too late, but then it sounds like you took that and learned from it. Yep. And Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So this past year I just
1: kind of got everything back on track. And amazing. I I've been sleeping a little earlier, like at around <laughs> 12 and I now naturally wake up at around 9. Oh wow. Which is really nice because then I can choose a schedule that starts a little earlier, too.
0: Right. So you could do some earlier classes if you wanted to. Yeah.
1: And because in Buffalo, well, like, the more north it gets, like, the days are shorter in the winter time. Sure. And yeah. it just seems like winter all the time in Buffalo. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. We're... Like, I just feel like... Um, when I lived in Canada, it wasn't as cold as it was in um, Buffalo.
0: Wow, really? Yeah. Well, I guess Ontario is pretty warm, I would say, for a Canadian province. Yeah. But, yeah, I've never been to Buffalo, so it's. It, what's it like there now? Um. I mean, right now, I think the weather... So the weather in
1: New York City currently is in the low 70s because okay, yesterday wow. it rained and it was pretty bad but um yeah. in buffalo it's 60 degrees fahrenheit right oh my now. goodness
0: seriously yeah wow it's huh
1: i don't know why it's always so cold there i think maybe it's because um like just an hour out of buffalo there's just mountains everywhere i guess and that makes sense yeah, yeah and buffalo itself like the campus it's just mm-hmm. open. It's completely open. Oh, okay. Yeah. And there's not a lot of high-rise buildings because um, the college wants to make it more of an eco-friendly um, mm-hmm. place. And I guess when it's, when they take pictures of the campus too, it looks better when there aren't like six high-rise buildings in the middle of nowhere. Sure,
0: yeah. <laughs> that totally makes sense. And weather-wise, like you say, it's a bit more northern, so yeah, it would naturally be a bit cold. Uh, um, so Joanne, aside from like your club experiences, do you have a favorite university or college experience? Um, I think
1: one of my most favorite um, experiences is actually in um, my most recent accounting class. Oh, cool. Because I feel like there were a lot of up and downs in this situation, mm-hmm. but the end product
0: was, like, pretty good because... And so... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what what happened? Oh, so um, the first accounting
1: class that I took, it was pretty easy. It wasn't bad, and... A lot of people recognize that it was a fairly easy course and the professor was really good. But Mm -hmm. this past semester, the second accounting class that I took, the professor didn't seem to be as passionate about the material as the previous professor. And yeah, and he didn't teach very well. Like he would give us um, participation questions that we had to answer in class. Before he taught the material. So, of oh course, goodness. we wouldn't do well on the questions, but they were graded. So, oh. it just didn't... It wasn't very fun. And I took the class with one of my friends. He mm-hmm. he and I actually went to the same middle school high and high school. And now we're at wow. the same college. Yeah. and oh my goodness. Um, we kind of would get together and do homework together just in case one of us needed help we would study together and everything and Mm -hmm. he was actually the president of the malaysian student association oh no
0: way yeah that's cool and
1: um i was just vice president for a hong kong student association so Mm -hmm. through the accounting class we actually became a lot closer and we would talk more about oh Club struggles or in-class struggles. And Mm -hmm. we would, so the first part of the semester, I actually didn't really understand much of what was going on in class. And he really understood what was going on in class. So Mm -hmm. he would show me how to do certain things and teach me how to, like, the concepts outside of class. And mm-hmm. the midterm came and went. I did all right. I got like a B plus on the midterm. And I was a little right. bummed out because at my school, if you get below a B in any of the um, first two accounting classes, a B or lower, you get kicked out of accounting
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: So I was really worried. And the mm-hmm. second half of the semester came by, and I understood what was going on, but my friend didn't. So I would teach him the concepts and everything. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: And so the roles reversed. Yeah. <laughs> cool.
1: And then the final came and went, and I was honestly so paranoid that I did not do well. Even though mm-hmm. I actually went in and when I took the final, it was one of the easiest finals that I ever took. Wow, really? Yeah. But I was a little paranoid because Right. I just worry about my grades so much. And mm-hmm. like when I got my final grade back finally, it was the last grade, to, one of the last grades to come out. Ah. <laughs> I ended up with an A and Oh, I was congratulations. so happy. Thank you. Because, That's like, I, I guess, like, the class was, it had its ups and downs, but mm-hmm. looking back at it, it was probably the most fun I've had in any class because I got to take it with um, friends. And right. I was able to bond with one of my friends from middle school and high school, and mm-hmm. um, I ended up being more involved in his club and he ended up being more involved in my club as the semester progressed as well.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. I love that. And it just goes to show that, I mean, education is really important and the classroom stuff is really important, but you can get more than just the academic piece. Like yeah. you're talking about, you know, cultivating your community and and strengthening a bond with a friend, which are so important yeah. and huge important aspects of being in university. Yeah, Definitely. that's amazing. Very cool. Um, and so with your accounting, um. Is there something... Do you have any short-term or long-term goals that you're, you're hoping to work toward? Well, I really want to get
1: my CPA. Yes. Which, that is very important to me because I feel like um, with it, honestly, I can do anything. <laughs> I would say, yes. <laughs> yeah. And um, so that's like more of my short-term goal. And also Mm -hmm. getting into the master's program at um, Baruch in New Mm -hmm. York City because I actually got into Baruch for undergrad, but I turned it down for Buffalo because I wanted to experience going away for college.
0: Okay. But
1: now looking at it, sometimes I (laughs) do wish that I just stayed because there are so many opportunities at Baruch and I didn't weigh the job opportunities that I could have um, had. Right. So now, so it was really a choice between going away and having more job opportunities, but Mm -hmm. the job opportunities didn't seem that big of a deal to me when I was in high school and I just wanted to go away.
0: At the time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure, like it sounds, like you've learned a lot of lessons and you've done done a lot of growing since you you started. Definitely. So that's a wonderful uh, experience and valuable experience that you've had in going away. Yeah. Um, so, would you, when you write the CPA, will that be when you graduate? Um, I
1: need to actually have a hundred fifty college credits in order to
0: take oh, the CPA. Okay.
1: Yeah. And I came into college a semester earlier than my friends, because mm-hmm. um, I don't know if people know about the College Now program in New York City, but basically, it's free college credits for high school students. Wow, really? Yeah. And cool. they do transfer over to a lot of universities and colleges. And Mm -hmm. I guess you would just have to see if your school accepts them or not. not. And generally for SUNYs, they would Mm -hmm. take them as elective credits if they don't count towards an actual class.
0: Oh, interesting. So luckily for me, three of
1: them um, came through as actual classes and two of them were elective credits. And so my school has a requirement called the thematic pathways and Mm -hmm. it's sort of like an opportunity for students to explore the different I guess pathways that they can go down (laughs) like if they are a engineering major but they're interested in business they can go down the business pathway but they don't have to major or minor in it Mm -hmm. which is pretty Mm -hmm. nice and so two out of 3 of the um courses that were transferred over
0: mm-hmm.
1: counted towards my thematic pathway so I was able to take much less credits than a lot of my friends throughout my time here
0: wow so so what is your thematic pathway um
1: i just chose art because cool i really i was look, I just looked at the final course that I had to take. And Mm -hmm. the only one that I really wanted to take was um, mythology and ancient art.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: I don't know. It was super random,
0: but sounds interesting, though. It was
1: pretty interesting. The only Mm -hmm. downside to it was that in um, art history, you have to memorize art pieces and the right name of the artist and like where did it come from and so it took a lot of memorization for sure yeah
0: cool that's a really interesting thing to kind of pair with accounting because they are different yeah (laughs) on opposite sides of the spectrum i would say yeah neat that's interesting so how did you get interested in accounting what what kind of inspired you to pursue that path um I don't know.
1: Ever since I was young, I've, I've actually always liked numbers. I've always liked math. Mm-hmm. And I've always been the sort of very meticulously detailed person. Okay. And I don't know, maybe it's my sort of upbringing as well, because I I was brought up by... Well, my grandmother on my mom's side and my mom, and they're both a little um, meticulously detailed as well. And they really like it when things (laughs) are very organized. And I would copy what they did and I would listen to them and Mm
0: -hmm.
1: listen to whatever they said. Because in my mind, it's like they're older than me. They know better than me. I have to listen to them. I have to listen to my elders. And so now Mm -hmm. I'm very meticulous and I like it when things are a certain way. And I don't have like an obsessive compulsive disorder, but I feel like things have to be a certain way and set up a certain way or I have to fix it. Right. Yeah.
0: And... But that, I feel like that is a really, really good tendency to have in accounting. Yeah. And (laughs) I have a lot of attention to detail. So when it
1: does come to accounting and like translating it into the work that I'll do in the future, it's kind of like Mm -hmm. I know to look out for certain numbers. And if like certain numbers don't look right, I'm going Mm -hmm. to try and see what's wrong. Right.
0: You'll, you'll notice those discrepancies. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good use of kind of your natural ability. It sounds like you're very detail oriented. Yeah. So I would want someone detail oriented doing my accounting. So (laughs) I think you're in the right field. Yeah.
1: Because, um, I really wanted to do marketing at first But then I was also super interested in human resources as well as finance. And Mm -hmm. so I just decided, you know, in accounting, you can do anything business related when you graduate. So true. But Mm -hmm. if I just majored in marketing, I can't go into finance without more training.
0: Very limited, yeah. Yeah.
1: And if I do marketing, I can't go into accounting ever. Right. So I might as well just do accounting. And if I can't really excel in it, hopefully I do. <laughs> like, it Sounds like you're on the right track. Yeah, <laughs> I think worst case scenario, I would go into finance because um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: within finance, it is possible to do some accounting. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot harder to get into it.
0: Oh, okay. yeah. So what would finance involve? Um, uh, I'm sorry, what do you mean? Oh, sorry. Oh. Like, So what, what type of a job would you do, I guess, oh. in, in finance?
1: Um. I guess like when it comes to stocks, I find them to be really interesting. Mm-hmm. So I would want to work with stocks, but okay. my only fear with that is if I convince someone to put money into a certain (laughs) stock
0: and the stock doesn't do well. Right. It wouldn't be great. (laughs) Right. I'm sure that would come with experience, but yeah, that would, that's definitely (laughs) would be a worry. (laughs) Yeah. So Joanne, we've talked about quite a bit, um, but I was wondering if you have a, a favorite motivational quote that you'd like to share. Um, I actually don't have a favorite motivational quote. So you don't have, you don't have a quote. That's okay. Yeah.
1: I don't really, I've never really like read up on quotes or had any Mm -hmm. quote really
0: speak to me, I guess. Right. No, that makes sense. I think some people, you know, some people gravitate towards quotes, um, and then it's not for everyone for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I, Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah oh no, that's okay. Um, but I guess instead, um, do you have any advice that you would give to a first year student that's just entering college or university for the first time? Um, Honestly, I would say find a schedule that
1: fits your um, <laughs> personality and lifestyle and right. be involved. It's it can be hard but if you bring your friends with you um like it's a lot easier to socialize with people and um you can reach out to any clubs or associations to find out more information um yeah i think being involved with clubs as well, you can meet a lot of people who is in your major and you can learn more about the things that entail in your major. And sometimes you can get notes from them or and any advice or tips from them too.
0: Right. I think that's amazing advice um, because I think you're right. It, it can be difficult to get involved. Yeah. Um, But it's so important. It's such an important part of of the university, our college experience, for sure. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. Was there anything else you wanted to share before we end off the interview? Um, No, I don't think so. (laughs) Well, thanks so much, Joanne, for joining us. I really appreciate you making the time to talk with us today. And I think everything you've shared is going to be so valuable for our listeners because you've just been so genuine and authentic and um, able to share your real experience, and that's so valuable. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me here. It was really fun talking with you. Thank you so much for joining me, and we'll keep in touch. Yes, definitely cool. Sounds good. Thanks, Joanne. Take care. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.